0: Oedipus the King This is a LibriVox recording All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Oedipus the King by Sophocles Translation by F Store Scene Thebes Before the palace of Oedipus Suppliants of all ages are seated round the altar at the palace doors At their head a priest of Zeus. To them enter Oedipus.
1: My children, latest born to Cadmus old, Why sit ye here as suppliants? In your hands branches of olive, Filleted with wool? What means this reek of incense everywhere, And everywhere laments and litanies? Children, it were not meet That I should learn from others, And am hither come myself. I, Oedipus, your world-renowned king, O, aged sire, whose venerable locks proclaim thee spokesman of this company, explain your mood and purport. Is it dread of ill that moves you, or a boon ye crave? My zeal in your behalf ye cannot doubt. Ruthless indeed were I and obdurate, if such petitioners as you I spurned.
2: Yea, Oedipus, my sovereign lord and king, thou seest how both extremes of age besiege thy palace altars, Fledglings hardly winged, and grey beards bowed with years. Priests, I of Zeus, and these the flower of our youth. Meanwhile, the common folk with wreathed boughs crowd our two marketplaces, or before both shrines of Pallas congregate, or where Ismenes gives his oracles by fire. For, as thou seest thyself, our ship of state, sore buffeted, can no more lift her head. Foundered beneath a weltering surge of blood. A blight is on our harvest in the ear, a blight upon the grazing flocks and herds, a blight on wives in travail, and withal, armed with his blazing torch, the god of plague hath swooped upon our city, emptying the house of Cadmus, and the murky realm of Pluto is full fed with groans and tears. Therefore, O king, here at thy hearth we sit, I and these children. Not as deeming thee a new divinity, but the first of men, first in the common accidents of life, and first in visitations of the gods. Art thou not he who, coming to the town of Cadmus, freed us from the tax we paid to the fell songstress? Nor hast thou received prompting from us, or been by others schooled. No, by a God inspired, so all men deem and testify, didst thou renew our life. And now, O Oedipus, our peerless king, All we, thy votaries, beseech thee. Find some succour, whether by a voice from heaven whispered, Or haply known by human wit. Tried counsellors, methinks, are aptest found Furnished for the future pregnant reed. Appraise, O chief of men, appraise our state. Look to thy laurels, For thy zeal of yore, our country's saviour, thou art justly hailed. O, never may we thus record thy reign. He raised us up, only to cast us down. Uplift us, build our city on a rock. Thy happy star ascendant brought us luck. Oh, let it not decline. If thou wouldst rule this land as now thou reign'st, Better sure to rule a people than a desert realm. Nor battlements, nor galleys, or to veil, if men to man and guards to guard them,
1: tale. Ah, my poor children, known, ah, known too well, the quest that brings you hither and your need. Ye sicken all well, what I? Yet my pain, how great soever, yours outtops it all. Your sorrow touches each man severally, him and none other but I grieve at once, both for the general and myself and you. Therefore ye rouse no sluggard from daydreams. Many my children are the tears I've wept, and threaded many a maze of weary thought. Thus pondering, one clue of hope I caught, and tracked it up. I have sent Menosius's son, Creon, my consort's brother, to inquire of Pythian Phoebus at his Delphic shrine, how I might save the state by act or word. And now I reckon up the tale of days since he set forth, and marvel how he fares. Tis strange this endless tarrying, passing strange, but when he comes, then were I base indeed if I perform not all the God declares. Thy
2: words are well timed, even as thou speakest that shouting tells me Creon is at hand.
1: O King Apollo, may his joyous looks be presage of the joyous news he brings.
2: As I surmise. Tis welcome, else his head has scarce been crowned with berry-laden bays.
1: We shall soon know, he's now in earshot range. Enter Creon. My royal cousin say, his child, What message hast thou brought us from the god?
3: Good news, for in intolerable ills, Finding right issue, tend to naught but good.
1: How runs the oracle? Thus far, thy words give me no ground for confidence or fear.
3: If thou wouldst hear my message publicly, I'll tell thee straight, or with thee pass within.
1: Speak before all. The burden that I bear is more for these my subjects than myself.
3: Let me report then all the god declared. King Phoebus bids us straitly extirpate a fell pollution that infests the land, and no more harbor an inveterate sore.
1: What expiation means he? What's amiss?
3: Banishment, or the shedding blood for blood. This stain of blood makes shipwreck of our state. Whom can
1: he mean? The miscreant thus denounced?
3: Before thou didst assume the helm of state, the sovereign of this land was Laius.
1: I heard as much, but never saw the man.
3: He fell, and now the god's command is plain. Punish his takers off, where they may be.
1: Where are they? Where in the wide world to find the far faint traces of a bygone crime?
3: In this land, said the god, who seeks shall find, who sits with folded hands or sleeps is blind.
1: Was he within his palace or afield, or travelling when Laius met his fate?
3: Abroad he started, so he told us, bound for Delphi, but he never thence returned.
1: Came there no news, no fellow traveller, to give some clue that might be followed up?
3: but one escaped, who, flying for dear life, could tell of all he saw but one thing sure.
1: And what was that? One clue might lead us far, with but a spark of hope to guide our quest.
3: Robbers, he told us. Not one bandit, but a troop of knaves, attacked and murdered him.
1: Did any bandit dare so bold a stroke? Unless, indeed, he were suborned from Thebes.
3: So it was surmised. But none was found to avenge his murder mid the trouble that ensued.
1: What trouble can have hindered a full quest, when royalty had fallen thus miserably?
3: The riddling sphinx compelled us to let slide the dim past, and attend to instant needs.
1: Well, I will start afresh, and once again make dark things clear. Right worthy the concern of Phoebus, worthy thine too for the dead. I also, as is meet, will lend my aid to avenge the wrong to Thebes and to the god. Not for some far-off kinsman, but myself shall I expel this poison in the blood. For whoso slew that king might have a mind to strike me too with his assassin hand. Therefore, in writing him, I serve myself. Up, children, haste ye, quit these altar-stairs. Take hence your suppliant ones. Go summon hither the Theban commons. With God's good help success is sure. Tis ruin if we fail. Exeunt,
2: Oedipus, and Creon. Come, children, let us hence. These gracious words forestall the very purpose of our suit. And may the God who sent this oracle save us withal, and rid us of this pest. Exeunt, priest, and suppliants.
0: Sweet voice, daughter of Zeus, from thy gold-paved Pythian shrine, wafted to Thebes divine, what dost thou bring me? My soul is racked and shivers with fear. Healer of Delos, hear. Hast thou some pain unknown before? Or with the circling years renewest penance of yore? Offspring of golden hope, thou voice immortal, O oh, tell me. First on Athene I call. O oh, Zeus-born goddess, defend. Goddess and sister, befriend. Artemis, lady of Thebes, high-throned in the midst of our mart. Lord of the death-winged cart, your threefold aid I crave, from death and ruin our city to save. If in the days of old, when we nigh had perished, ye drave from our land the fiery plague, be near us now and defend us. Ah, me, what countless woes are mine, all our host is in decline. Weaponless my spirit lies, earth her gracious fruits denies. Women wail in barren throes, life on life downstricken goes, Swifter than wind windbird's flight, swifter than the fire-god's might To the westering shores of night. Wasted thus by death on death, all our city perisheth. Corpses spread infection round, none to tend or mourn is found. Wailing on the altar stair, wives and grandams rend the air. Long-drawn moans and piercing cries blent with prayers and litanies. Golden child of Zeus, oh, hear, let thine angel face appear. And grant that Ares, whose hot breath I feel, though without targe or steel he stalks, whose voice is as the battle shout may turn in sudden rout to the unharbored Thracian water's bed or Amphitrites' bed, for what night leaves undone, smit by the morrow's sun, perisheth. Father Zeus, whose hand doth wield the lightning brand, slay him beneath thy living bold. We pray, slay him, O slay. O that of thine arrows too, Lycian king, From that taut bow's gold string might fly abroad, the champions of our rights. Yea, and the flashing lights of Artemis, wherewith the huntress sweeps across the Lycian steeps. Thee too I call with golden snooted hair, whose name our land doth bear. Bacchus, to whom thy menides evo shout. Come with thy bright torch, rout. Live God whom we adore, the God whom gods abhor.
1: Enter Oedipus. Ye pray, tis well. But, would ye hear my words, and heed them, and apply the remedy, ye might perchance find comfort and relief. Mind you, I speak as one who comes a stranger to this report, no less than to the crime. For how unaided could I track it far without a clue? Which lacking? For too late was I enrolled a citizen of Thebes. This proclamation I address to all. Thebans! If any knows the man by whom Laius, son of Labdacus, was slain, I summon him to make clean shrift to me, and if he shrinks, let him reflect that, thus confessing, he shall escape the capital charge, for the worst penalty that shall befall him is banishment. Unscathed he shall depart, but if an alien from a foreign land be known to any as the murderer, Let him who knows speak out, and he shall have due recompense from me, and thanks to boot. But if ye still keep silence, if through fear for self or friends ye disregard my hest, hear what I then resolve. I lay my ban on the assassin whosoever he be. Let no man in this land, whereof I hold the sovereign rule, harbour or speak to him.' Give him no part in prayer, or sacrifice, or lustral rites, but hound him from your homes. For this is our defilement, so the God hath lately shown to me by oracles. Thus, as their champion, I maintain the cause, both of the God and the murdered king, and on the murderer this curse I lay, on him and all the partners in his guilt. Wretch may he pine in utter wretchedness, and for myself, if with my privity he gain admittance to my hearth, I pray the curse that I laid on others fall on me. See that ye give effect to all my hest, for my sake, and the gods, and for our land, a desert blasted by the wrath of heaven. For, let alone the gods express command, it were a scandal ye should leave unpurged the murder of a great man and your king nor track it home, and now that I am lord, successor to his throne, his bed, his wife, and had he not been frustrated in the home of issue, common children of one womb had forced a closer bond twixt him and me. But fate swooped down upon him. Therefore I, his blood avenger, will maintain his cause as though he were my sire, and leave no stone unturned to track the assassin or avenge the son of Labdacus, of Polydor, of Cadmus, and Ageno, first of the race. And for the disobedient thus I pray, may the gods send them neither timely fruits of earth nor teeming increase of the womb, but may they waste and pine, as now they waste, nigh and worse stricken. But to all of you, my loyal subjects who approve my acts, May justice, our ally, and all the gods, be gracious, and attend you evermore.
0: The oath thou profferest, sire, I take, and swear. I slew him not myself, nor can I name the slayer. For the quest, twere well, methinks, that Phoebus, who proposed the riddle, himself should give the answer, who the murderer was.
1: Well argued. But no living man can hope to force the gods to speak against their will.
0: May I then say what seems next best to thee?
1: Aye, if there be a third best, tell it too.
0: My liege, if any man sees eye to eye with our lord Phoebus, tis our prophet lord Tiresias, he of all men best might guide a searcher of this matter to the light.
1: Here too my zeal has nothing lack, FOR TWICE AT CREON'S INSTANCE HAVE I SENT TO FETCH HIM, AND LONG I MARVEL WHY HE IS NOT HERE.
0: I MIND ME, TOO, OF RUMORS LONG AGO, MERE GOSSIP.
1: TELL THEM, I WOULD FAIN KNOW ALL.
0: Twas SAID HE FELL BY TRAVELERS.
1: SO I HEARD, BUT NONE HAS SEEN THE MAN WHO SAW HIM FALL.
0: WELL, IF HE KNOWS WHAT FEAR IS, HE WILL QUAIL AND FLEE BEFORE THE TERROR OF THY CURSE
1: words scare not him who blenches not at deeds
0: but here is one to arraign him lo at length they bring the god-inspired seer in whom above all other men is truth inborn enter tiresias led by a boy
1: tiresias seer who comprehendest all lore of the wise and hidden mysteries high things of heaven and low things of the earth thou knowest "'Though thy blinded eyes see naught, what plague infects our city? "'And we turn to thee, O seer, our one defence and shield. "'The purport of the answer that the god returned to us who saw his oracle, "'the messengers, have doubtless told thee. "'How one course alone could rid us of the pest, "'to find the murderers of Laus and slay them, or expel them from the land?' Therefore, begrudging neither augury nor other divination that is thine, O save thyself, thy country, and thy king, Save all from this defilement of bloodshed. On thee we rest, this is man's highest end, To others' service all his powers to lend.
4: Alas, alas, what misery to be wise, When wisdom profits nothing, this old lore had forgotten, Else I were not here.
1: What ails thee? Why this melancholy mood?
4: Let me go home, prevent me not, Twere best that thou should spare thy burden, and I mine.
1: For shame! No true-born Theban patriot would thus withhold the word of prophecy. Thy
4: words, O king, are wide of the mark, And I for fear, lest I chew trip like
1: thee. O speak! Withhold not, I adjure thee, if thou knowest, thy knowledge. We are all thy suppliants.
4: I, for ye all, are witless, but my voice will ne'er reveal my miseries or thine.
1: What, then, thou knowest, and yet willst not speak? Wouldst thou betray us, and destroy the state? I will not vex myself nor thee. Why ask thus idly what from me thou shalt not learn? Monster, thy silence would incense a flint. Will nothing loose thy tongue? Can nothing melt thee, or shake thy dogged taciturnity? Thou blamest my mood and seest not thine own wherewith
4: thou art mated, no thou taxest me,
1: and who could stay his collar when he heard how insolently thou dost flout the state? Well, it will come what will though I be mute, since come it must thy duty is to tell me
4: I have no more to say, storm as thou willest, and give the rein to all thy pent-up rage.
1: Yea, I am wroth, and wilt not stint my words, but speak my whole mind. Thou, methinks, thou art he who planned the crime. Aye, and performed it too, all save the assassination. And if thou hadst not been blind, I had been sworn to boot, that thou alone didst do the bloody deed. Is it so,
4: then I charge thee to abide by thine own proclamation. From this day, speak not to these or me, thou art the man... Thou, the accursed polluter of this land,
1: vile slanderer! Thou blurtest forth these taunts, and think'st forsooth as seer to go scot free.
4: Yea, I am free. Strong the strength of truth.
1: Who was thy teacher? Not methinks thy art.
4: Thou goading me against my will to speak.
1: What speech? Repeat it,
4: and resolve my doubt. Dismiss my sense, wouldst thou goad me on? I but half caught thy meaning. Say it again. I say thou art the murderer of the man whose murder thou pursuest.
1: Thou shalt rue it twice to repeat so gross a calumny. Must I say more to aggravate thy rage? Say all thou wilt. It will be but waste of breath.
4: I say thou livest with thy nearest kin in infamy, unwitting in my
1: shame. Think'st thou for I unscathed to wag thy tongue? Yea, if the might of truth can aught prevail. With other men, but not with thee, For thou in ear, wit, I in everything, art blind. Poor fool, and utter
4: gibes at me, Which all here present will cast back on thee ere long.
1: Offspring of endless night, Thou hast no power, o'er me, or any man who sees the sun.
4: No, for thy weird is not to fall by me. I leave to Apollo what concerns the
1: god. Is this a plot of Creon, or thine own?
4: Not Creon.
1: Thou myself art thine own bane. Oh, wealth and empire, and skill by skill outwitted in the battlefield of life, what spite and envy follow in your train? See, for this crown the state conferred on me a gift, a thing I sought not. For this crown, the trusty Creon, my familiar friend, hath laid in wait to oust me and suborn so this mountebank this juggling charlatan, this tricksy beggar-priest, for gain alone keen-eyed, but in his proper art stone-blind. Say, sirrah, hast thou ever proved thyself a prophet? When the riddling sphinx was here, why hadst thou no deliverance for this folk? And yet the riddle was not to be solved by guesswork, but required the prophet's art, wherein thou wast found lacking neither birds nor sign from heaven help thee. But I came, the simple Oedipus. I stopped her mouth by mother wit, untaught of auguries. This is the man thou wouldst undermine, in hope to reign with Creon in my stead. Methinks that thou and thine abettor soon will rue your plot to drive the scapegoat out. Thank thy grey hairs that thou hast still to learn what chastisement such arrogance deserves?
0: To us it seems that both the seer and thou, O Oedipus, have spoken angry words. This is
4: no time to wrangle but consult how best we may fulfill the oracle. King as thou art, free speech at least is mine. To make reply in this I am thy peer. I own no lord but Loxias. Her my servant ne'er can stand enrolled as Creon's man. Thus then I answer since thou hast not spared to twit me with my blindness thou hast eyes yet seest not in what misery thou art fallen nor where thou dwellest nor with whom for mate dost know thy lineage nay thou knowest it not and all unwitting art of the double foe to thine own kin to thine own kin, the living and the dead, I, and the dogging curse of mother and sire, One day shall drive thee, like a two-edged sword, Beyond our borders, and the eyes that now see clear Shall henceforward endless night. Ah, whither shall thy bitter cry not reach, What crag and all sither But shall then reverberate thy wail, When thou hast found, with a thou wast born home, But to no fair haven on the gale, I and a flood of ills thou guessest not, shall set thyself and children in one line. Flout then both Creon and my words, for none of mortals shall be stricken worse than thou.
1: Must I endure this fellow's insolence? I'm a morain on thee! Get thee hence! Begone! avaunt, and never cross my threshold more. I ne'er had come hadst thou not bidden me. I knew not thou wouldst utter folly. Else long hadst thou waited to be summoned here. Such am I, as it seems to thee a
4: fool, But to the parents who begat thee, wise.
1: What sayest thou, parents? Who begat me? Speak.
4: This day shall be thy birthday
1: and thy grave. Thou lovest to speak in riddles and dark words. In reading riddles, who so skilled as thou? Twit me with that wherein my greatness lies.
4: And yet this very greatness proved thy
1: bane. No matter if I saved the commonwealth? Tis time I left thee. Come, boy, take me home. Yea, take him quickly, for his presence irks and lets me. Gone thou canst not plague me more.
4: I go, but first will tell thee why I came. Thy frown I dread not, for thou canst not harm me. Hear them. "'This man whom thou hast sought to arrest with threats and warrants, "'this long while the wretch who murdered Laius, that man is here. "'He passes for an alien in the land, but soon shall prove a Theban, native-born. "'And yet his fortune brings him little joy, for blind of seeing, "'clad in beggar's weeds, for, for purple robes, and leaning on his staff "'to a strange land he shall soon grope his way.' and of the children, inmates of his home. He shall be proved the brother and the sire of her who bear him son and husband both, co-partner and assassin of his sire. Go in and ponder this, and if thou find that I have missed the mark, henceforth declare that I have no wit nor skill in prophecy. Exeunt Tiresias and Oedipus
0: Who is he, by voice immortal immortal named, From Pythia's Pythia's rocky cell, cell, Doer of foul deeds of bloodshed, bloodshed, Horrors horrors that no tongue can tell? tell. A foot for flight he needs, needs, Fleeter than than storm-swift steeds, For on his heels heels doth follow, follow, Armed with the lightnings lightnings of his sire Apollo,
3: Apollo. Like sleuth-hounds, too, the fates pursue.